Welcome everybody to the Business Geeks podcast. This is the <laughs> this is the oh man, it's I'm all messed up. Well, welcome all you business geeks to the Business <laughs> Geek Podcast, an entrepreneurial show where three friends, three, one, two, three, geek out, friends geek out, and uh, and uh, what does that say? These notes are totally wrong. Oh, we geek out loud and proud. I was, I was, I skipped some words in the. I am just a disappointed. <sighs> Joey Pardo, uh, Jen, and I are shaking our heads. I, yeah, I don't know the, what that was. It is what not the is first that? time or last time. <laughs> Anyway, I'm Super Joe Pardo of superjoepardo.com and independentpodcastconference.com. I'm joined by my two wonderful co-hosts who keep me in check, Jennifer Crawford, the co-founder of Sparent.co, and Samantha Riley of samanthariley.global. This week, we are discussing, well, our new format change, how I screw up things, apparently. We're talking about our morning routines and how we get things done in the AM. Uh, we're also talking about the brand new transition from Intel Max to Apple Silicon Max, which I think I will probably be leaving most of that talk to. <laughs> and uh, let's see what else we got here. We're going to be talking about millennial money and how somebody's living on $120,000 a year in DC. Shout out to Jen, who, who lives in DC and uh, has, I thought, would be interested in that take, uh, to give a take on that. We're talking about the Three Stooges syndrome off of the Urban Dictionary. And there's a there's a grind my gears where we talk about people who can just literally slap their name on something like that. And then, bam, they're just selling like crazy. It's insane. And it grinds my gears for sure. Uh, as well as the Take My Lunch Money Small Business of the Week. So, Sam, Jen, we are changing up the format a little bit here. Uh, we changed up the time. We're here at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern was this on today's Monday and Tuesday at 7 a.m. Uh, Australian Eastern time, right? Did I get the time? Yeah. See, see we're talking about morning routines here yeah. nice and early. Getting it done. Cheers to that. Uh, and it's still it's still bright outside here. So I decided to record out here poolside, which, you know, was maybe a good decision, maybe not a good decision because I remembered at the last moment that I totally forgot to bring the sound effects. So I got to bring my own sound effects today. And I'm all right with that. Uh, as long as you're all right with that. Are we on well, board Well, it's with looking, that? looking beautiful, Joe. I'm very jealous. Oh, oh, it's very that, cold that, here. You. We're in the middle of winter, and you've got that beautiful backdrop, beautiful swimming pool. Just don't leave Jen and I halfway through and go for a swim, okay? All right. I will try not to. I will try not to. Yeah, so, so we decided that we wanted to each uh, curate our own episodes going forward. So, uh, like, Jen and I, Sam, we each take uh take the episode and run with it as far as picking out the topics and you know divulging what content we were going to discuss for that week so to go along with that this week we're talking about our morning routines who wants to uh talk about excuse me their morning routine first how about the person in the am the person in the am so i find this topic really interesting because you know you go on instagram and it's like you have to get up at four o'clock if you're going to be successful you know all the people that are shouting from the rooftops that you have to get up early to be successful and i think that's a load of crap i don't believe it i do not believe it however I'm an early person, so I do get up early and I love to get up early. I do get more done because the house is quiet. 
my productive time is in the morning. Like generally once lunchtime hits, it's slow down central for Sam. But I also know people that are really productive at night and they're really creative and they work at night. Totally not for me. I'm a nana. I'm in bed by 10. But, you know, I think morning routines are good. But I don't know. What do you think, Jen? Do you think you have to get up at 4 a.m. to uh, to be successful? Absolutely not. I think it's poppycock. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say it. It, it goes against your biological nature. I think the most important thing is to get enough sleep. And you know what? There is research backing the importance of the amount of sleep you get, but there's absolutely no research supporting the fact that you are more successful by virtue of getting up early. So those who are members of the 5 a.m. club, you know, all the power to you. But Dr. Michael Browse, who's also known as the sleep doctor, he says that there are actually uh, four chronotypes of, of sleepers, I guess. There are lions who are morning people and they tend to rise with the sun. So those 5 a.m. clubbers, maybe that's a natural state for them. Uh, there are bears and they're the most common. They have a normal sleep pattern in which they sleep at night and then they're awake during the day. Dolphins never sleep well at all. In nature, dolphins only let half of their brain sleep at a time. So if you're one of those people that just never has a good night's sleep, that just doesn't need a lot of sleep to function, you're a dolphin. And then there are the wolves. I know a lot of wolves. I'm not one myself. I'm like Sam. I like to get up early. It's just my natural. I just naturally wake up at 6 a.m. That's just I don't like to use an alarm. Um, but wolves, I have some friends who are wolves. They stay up late at night working and are most productive during those times. So I think it's good not to fight your biology too much. And if you just are more productive at night, then you know, who's to say that you're less successful because you're not productive in the morning? Poppycock, mm. poppycock, poppycock. Mm. That's really cool, Jen. <laughs> I really like that. I really like those different people. And I think that I'm definitely a lion. That One of the things that I do is I don't like to shut my blinds. So one of my mm. morning routines is that I wake up when the sun comes up. Um this morning was a little bit different. So Tuesday mornings for me are going to be a little bit different getting up in the dark. But I find that that's just my body likes that, just going with a natural rhythm um, and, and getting up. But yeah. yeah. I, well, have you ever, I don't know about you, but I, I've spent a lot of weekends camping. And I've noticed that when I'm camping, I get up with the sun and I go to bed when it's dark. Mm -hmm. um, and your body just, I have never felt so rested as when that happens. And when you're camping, it just sort of makes sense when the, you know, when it's dark out there, you can't do much practically speaking. So you're, you sort of just naturally, you know, get in your tent and go to bed. And then in the morning, as the sun's rising, the birds are chirping and you just, you've had a good night's sleep because you've gone to bed at a decent hour and you naturally get up early. And I tell you, you feel so good. Mm. I have a hard time necessarily mimicking that in real life. I, but it's one of the things I've been thinking a lot about lately and how I want to try to go to bed as the sun goes down and come up as it goes up and see how I feel. Mm, mm. I Have you ever experienced that when you're camping? Are you guys Totally. Camping? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm the person, we've had the campfire on, all the guys like to sit around the campfire, Sam's snoozing, like sun goes down, I'm out. <laughs> absolutely. 
I, uh, I, yeah, to me, I generally like to try to get up. The goal is usually to get up before I am. That doesn't always happen because the night, you know, depends. It really dictates that, right? If I'm not going to bed till like 11 or, or midnight, there's no way I'm getting up at four for more than one day, maybe two in a row. Okay. Right? So, tell, so tell me, tell me, tell me why 4 a.m.? Like, why is that the plan? Yeah. And, and how has it benefited you? Mm. Well, yeah. So the main reason is because I have two little kids and a wife and they're all still sleeping so I can get things done before they get up. And then I'm able to be a part of the family, like, good morning, wake up unit thing, you know, before jumping back into to going back to work. I also feel like I have I'm the most charged up, at, like, you know, first thing in the morning between four and six a.m. to like do things that require focus. And for me, <laughs> this might sound silly, but like answering email requires a lot of focus because I'm a very slow reader, slow. I'm not a slow typer, but I, I'm a slow, like think it out kind of th- person. So for me, like if I can do that stuff in the morning when I have the most amount of focus and attention to that kind of that kind of stuff, then I I'm going to get a lot more accomplished throughout the day because I'm not wasting a bunch of time reading these emails and replying to these emails and like taking three times as long to be able to accomplish that. So, mm. yeah. So it's not so much about like, I'm part you know, 4 a.m. gang, uh, 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 like got to do it. It's more about like, you know, uh, and out of necessity. Now, prior to prior to having kids, I would stay up all, I, I would stay up till like 12, one, two in the morning and then wake up by like eight o'clock in the morning and then get my day rolling and it was fine. But yeah, as now having kids, like I have to, I try my best. And, and look, there's a lot like today. I didn't wake up till like 730. It doesn't always happen. Yeah. Actually, no, I woke up at eight and that was only because, well, I woke up at like 730 because Ava came in the room at 730, but I was still like really, t- I don't know. I was really wiped out this morning and st- <laughs> would have stayed in bed for another hour or two, which is not common for me. But yeah, it's just, you adapt. So what's, it, what's interesting around that, Joe, is that that's the, you know, you're in that 4am club that gets up and you're in the, let's put it in air quotes, you're in the successful group, the 4am club. But the real diehard 4am club says, you know, get up and you do your meditation and you do your exercise and you do your journaling and you do blah, blah, blah. But you're going, no, the thing that is best serving me at that time is to do my emails, which actually goes against all of them that says, don't touch your emails till 7am or 8am. And that's, I think, what Jen and I are talking about. You need to make your routine work for you. And I would say more than a morning routine, I think it's a waking routine. Whenever you are waking up that I think that what they're trying to say and maybe haven't articulated it so well is you need to have a routine for when you first wake up to set up your day rather than necessarily, you know, one of these strict journal and exercise and whatever because I don't exercise in the morning either. I exercise in the afternoon. I, I used to run at night. That was just, that used to be my thing. I actually like running in the morning now, but it's been a while since I've had time to go running in the morning. Because by by if I wake up at, if I wake up at like four, then I could totally do it. But I'm still going to get things done before I go out running, and then go out running, come back, and get more things done in mm. work related. But yeah, it's 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 tough. Yeah, I think I think Sam is right. I think just having a routine. I think there is value in that. 
in terms of like structuring your day and making sure that your day, you know, has some sort of plan to it. Um, so you just don't let those hours go by without getting the important stuff done. And for me anyway, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, my morning routine starts the night before and nothing complex, but I do look at my, like my calendar for the next day. I look at, see what the, you know, prioritize what I need to do. I block out my morning just to make sure there's no conflict in that could potentially impact my preferred routine, which is to get up and exercise in the morning. Um, so, so yeah, I find that if, if I have to look at the day, like the night before in order for it to, to have the best chance of playing out the way I need it to. Mm, good mm. point, Jane. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I, I mean, I find I get a lot more done if I have it on a reminders list that I can just check things off. Um, Cause like I, the, nothing's worse than like, okay, I got time to do stuff. And I sit down and like, what was I supposed to do again? Yeah. And now I'm watching YouTube videos for an hour. You know, it just is not, it's not helpful. So to me, like having that reminders list, for, especially first thing in the morning to know like, okay, I can cross this off, cross this off, cross this off before I even like, get downstairs and start doing stuff like in the studio or, or with the family. Like it, it's so, so helpful. Oh, look who is showing oh, up. Lou. Early business geeks podcast edition. We're talking about morning routines, Lou. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so are we good to move on to the next thing, which uh, was it the one cool things next? I think. Absolutely. Sweet. So Apple announced uh, last week, last Monday, and we probably could have talked about this last Monday, that they were switching away from Intel, Intel processors, which have been in Mac since like 2006, I think, was when they first launched them, 2006, 2007, something like that. And they're they're switching. Oh, this is not APM. Yes, Brent, you're good. Ding, ding, ding. Good, good job. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new time. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So we, you know, we've all been using Macs, right? Jen, you use a Mac, right? Yes, I do, and I have a MacBook Pro sitting right by my side. I'm not using it at the moment. I hope it does not become obsolete with this new core processor change. So it won't become obsolete for for a while. They're going to be continuing to put out updates uh, for Intel uh, notebooks for years to come. Mm -hmm. uh, with that said, the first laptops supposedly is going to be a 13 inch macbook pro and it'll be out at the, by the end of this year and they're stating that it's about two times faster now the reason i'm talking about this on the business geeks isn't just because a lot of us use macs and, and i use windows and mac i'm not you know one or the other really uh unless we're talking about laptops for the most part it's a it's an apple laptop every time they're just bulletproof but the reason is the the business side of things right so we're seeing the change now but the reason we're seeing a change now is because back in 2015 with the supposedly with the Intel Skylake processors back in 2015, those processors did not start to deliver on the promise of what Apple was expecting when they redesigned the MacBook, right? They, they made the newer, newer version of the thinner MacBook Pros. And guess what happened? Intel didn't keep up and they, they didn't keep up their end of the bargain. Now they are losing out years down the road. Because Apple's now, not only are they going to have their own processors in the MacBook, they're faster and better for, you know, for consumers, but they're going to be able to make a lot more money, just like they can sell a $400 iPhone with the newest processor in it 
they're going to be able to sell their MacBooks and make, you know, because Intel processors, just for reference, like, you know, a lot of them start at a hundred dollars. So like you buy a thousand dollar laptop and like a thousand or a hundred to to two hundred dollars of that of that laptop is going straight to Intel. Like even with discounts and stuff, it's still like a hundred, hundred fifty, hundred twenty five bucks and up. So this is a huge deal, not just for Apple, but for Intel as well, because they're going to lose a big partner in the process. I think yeah. this is the end of Intel. I mean, I think this is the this is a nail in their coffin. Uh, it's, it's not going to happen overnight, but I think Intel is going to. Just not, I'm just, I don't think they're going to recover from this. I think this is going to be a slow death. Mm-hmm. That's my prediction. Sorry, Intel, but you made a big mistake not uh, massaging that relationship and making sure that didn't uh, dissolve into what it has become. But I think it makes sense for Apple. I will say that I think it makes sense. I do worry that, you know, people who do have the old, you know, what, what are become going to become the old MacBook Pros, uh, I don't think those those updates are going to come as fast and furiously as they're going to come for the new processors. So I think, um, you know, I think you can expect to have to maybe update your MacBook Pro with a new one sooner than you you would have had to if they had not moved away from Intel. I think Apple's done something super smart here. So yeah, they always wanted to be the best and they've said, no, this isn't keeping up. So they've moved ahead with it. I think, I think it's very smart. And we saw it, you know, it happened with Nike, you, you know, back in the, oh, maybe the seventies. I don't know when, when they were originally selling like tigers and then, you know, the Japanese company did not sort of keep up. So then, you know, Nike just went, all right, well, we'll look after this ourselves. Big mistake. So I think it's a good move on Apple's part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Intel, honestly, they've been stuck in neutral for too many years now since uh, Intel's sixth generation, the sixth generation core series has been on the 14 nanometer process. Like each year they've gotten small, like every other year, pretty much they've gotten smaller and smaller. Well, back in 2015 with the Skylake processors, they went to the 14 nanometer and have stayed at 14 nanometer. And now we're in 2020 where they're releasing the 10th gen and they're still on 14 nanometer. Meanwhile, AMD who is the competitor to direct competitor to Intel has released seven nanometer processors three years ago. Ah. So, so, so like, you know, and Intel's like, well, we could do the 10. We, we're going to get 10 nanometer right. But the thing is, they haven't in bulk and in higher end desktops and servers. So when you shrink down the nanometer process, it enables you to have it can get faster and reduce heat output, which well, is huge, especially in a laptop. Yeah, I would just like to say, because I don't think we said it in the beginning of the episode, we mentioned that we are each curating our own episodes. In case you couldn't tell, this episode is curated by Joe. Um, So uh, you just, uh, that tells you a lot about Joe right there and his nanometers. What is it? What did you say? Nanometers? The nanometer processor. The nanometer processor. I Could not it. agree more, Jen. When I opened up the spreadsheet and saw what we were talking about, I went, oh, this is a super Joe Pardo show. <laughs> I, I guarantee you when I curate an episode, nanometers will not be in it because I don't even know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jen. Yeah, uh, it's a no, very I, small, I, measure small measure of length. length. Oh, well, yes. I've used that measurement before. Uh, <laughs> I just didn't know it. Uh, there you go ding ding yeah right (laughs) um 
So, all right. So the next thing was uh, the millennial money living on $120,000 in DC. What was both of your take? So I'm going to, I'm going to throw the video up. Um, I'm not going to play it or I, I'm not going to play the audio, but you could talk about it while it's playing. Well, DC is your area, Jen. I'll let you take the lead on it. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, as a DC resident, I think I'm not a resident of DC. I live in the suburbs. I live outside of DC. But one thing that you might not know is that $120,000, yes, is a lot of money, but it doesn't go very far in DC. So I think this young man, uh, financial story is being highlighted because he's taken his $120,000 salary and stretched it in a way that has allowed him to create passive income through multiple real estate investments. What, what I absolutely yes. loved about this, and I didn't know, you know, when we started talking about this, I'm like, I don't know, is 120000 a a good thing or a bad thing? Because obviously I'm in a different country. But what I loved about it is regardless of whether it was good or bad, at 24 years old, he's got you know, investment properties. He's got it, he's got it figured out how he's paying off his student loans. He, I know that he did, we were discussing that he's got um, a huge amount of debt, but he's also paying a huge amount off every week. And I don't know many people that would be paying, like, what was it? Was it 5,000 a month? Yeah. And that's, you know, so he's got the mortgage, multiple mortgages, um, but he's got, $47,000 in credit card debt. And so that's, he's paying $5,000 a month towards that revolving debt because he knows he needs to get it, get it down. I just, I'm, I'm a little curious how he got there. I'm assuming, or maybe they mentioned this. I did watch the whole video, but my watching comprehension may not be the best. Maybe he had to fix up some, at least one of the properties. So maybe he racked up that debt with those expenses, I'm not sure, but I I was a little concerned about the debt portion of this story. Hmm. I think it's you know, clever that he's. Oh, sorry, Joe, you go. Oh no, no, go ahead, finish, finish what you're gonna say. No, I was gonna say I think it's clever that he's bought those properties, but he's also you know renting out. Like he's really worked out how he can get the maximum bang for his buck. It's it's very smart. Yeah, and he's got a he's got a roommate, so. Uh, the roommate is paying almost half of what his mortgage is. I on think his. it's twenty seven hundred a month, and I think his roommate's paying a thousand. Thousand, yeah. So that that's smart. Yeah, that yeah. is smart. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. I think he's maximizing what he has. But I mean, I know the food budget thing came up in it, where he's like talking about was it twelve hundred dollars a week? Yep. Eat out. He's talking. Here oh, here go. it is Come now. Out. Eating out. Yeah, I I thought it was a month, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Surely not twelve hundred a week. Surely not. Hopefully not. Uh, oh, let's put the the subtitles on there. That helps a little yeah. bit. Um, you know, I to me, like he got that down. Like he could pay down his debt even faster and speed up his process to saving money. Right. I mean, it seems like oh, there you go, thirteen hundred a month in eating out, which kind of seems a little expensive. They're two hundred in groceries, but you can see like he ain't got much in the way of groceries. <laughs> got a lot of wine. I like. I was it. thinking there's there's a few liquid dinners there. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I, I want this guy to keep going out to eat. I've got no problem with that. I get it because he doesn't want to have to like, I understand like when you're single, like the time that it takes to grocery shop and cook for yourself. And then there's the commuting time. So this is like definitely a convenience cost for him. The thing that makes me sad is that I think he's eating by himself at all these restaurants. I would like to see him have a, an, a dinner, a dinner buddy 
I know he's got a girlfriend, but she lives in what, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. I, I wish he didn't have to eat alone so much. I feel that I get a sense of a little bit of loneliness. <laughs> Ah, oh, see, I just thought that the uh, <laughs> that, that was for the camera. I assumed I he was so. eating out because it's a social thing. So my take on it was, I, I actually know. don't have a problem with him eating out because I think that you know eating with friends and going out for dinners is actually good for making you feel good. And God, why not go out all the time before you have kids? I say go for it. I say go for it too. And I hope you're right, Sam. I hope there are friends that just weren't being shown on camera. But for some reason, because he mentioned that he was eating out on the way home, I felt like, you know, he's probably got a stop or two that are his favorites. And he just, you know, on his way home from work, he eats and then just keeps going. Mm. I hope you're right. I hope he has more social life than I thought. He's able to write that some of that off, isn't he? I mean, if he can show that he's doing business, you wouldn't? No, he's he's, he's on his way home. He's not doing any business. He's just eating. You You don't know that. Well, I'm eating too. I'm not giving out tax advice, Joe, but you might want to. I don't know. (laughs) I would not write that meal off personally. No, I'm with you, Jen. (laughs) Slippery slope. Never eat alone. It's called being audited real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay. I I mentioned when I listened to this, I thought there was a bit of a shady part of this video, and I'll tell you where it is. So he's using um, like a VA loan. Um, to get his investment properties. And he mentions that it was zero down and all he has to do is move into the property. Okay. So mm-hmm. on these investment properties, he's using that zero down loan. Maybe he moved into them for a couple of months, but they're rented out now. So that's where I was like, mm, I think you may have been pushing the, he may have been pushing the envelope a little bit on those loan deals. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, he may have moved in and maybe you just have to live in the, make them your primary residence for six months. And maybe he did that and then rented it out. I don't know. But there was a little, a little gray area there because I only pointed out because I don't think it's that easy to get three investment properties plus your primary residence on 120K. Mm, Um, But that's what I liked about it. I think that to get ahead in life, you do need to think outside the box a bit. This guy has clearly is not totally illegal, otherwise he wouldn't <laughs> be on here being interviewed uh, on you know on this on this show. I think I'd love to see more people thinking outside the box and figuring yeah. how to make things work. I say good on yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, now, so now you're giving out tax advice, but yet, but Joe's no, no, saying, no, I'm not giving out tax advice. I'm saying good I'm on meeting. him. <laughs> <laughs> what, where, I didn't hear any tax advice. I'm right. What? Um, I don't know. Good. Yeah, I agree, Sam. I'm. I'm just. Um, you know, I'm just trying to find something to talk about. But um, <laughs> just, uh, I, I think it's good. I think it's a great example. I think he's a great example. He's so calculated in a good way, like very intentional about his money. And I think that there's a lot to be taken from that alone. Yeah. Totally. Totally. All right. Well, What's his name? I don't even know his name. Was it the was that Keith uh, Ferraza? Oh, Keith Keith Ferrazzi. Cool last name too. Yeah. Oh my god. It. He's got to have a Ferrari. And then he'd be Ferrazzi in the Ferrari. <laughs> Jen's show is going to be like a Dr. Zeus version of Business Geeks. Words are fun. Words are fun. 
uh, Lisa, so rental properties is a good retirement plan. I'm working on it myself. Mm, That's awesome. Lou. I agree, That's Lou, awesome and there. well done. I had a perfect segue. You guys just missed it. <gasps> I said words are fun. Oh, uh, words are fun. Yeah. So we, our next uh, next segment is talking about uh, the Three Stooges effect and how that uh, we're living in that right now in 2020. Uh, Sam, could you give us the definition of uh, the Three Stooges? Okay, let's just say, please don't record me forever saying that I understand this because this is just my take after (laughs) reading it. I'm very confused by it. (laughs) I believe that the Three Stooges effect is when lots of things are wrong and all of those things being wrong create something positive. So it was referenced in The Simpsons in that Mr. Burns had the Three Stooges effect because he had lots of ailments and and injuries and illnesses and because he had so many things wrong that that made him indestructible. That's my take on it. I'm not sure if I've understood it correctly, but I think that that's what it is. It reminds me of Two Uglies Make a Pretty. Oh, there we go. You, have you guys heard that? Have you heard of Two Uglies Make a Pretty? No, uh, I have no, not. Okay, no. so, so the theory is Two Uglies Make a Pretty is when you have two very ugly parents, they make a beautiful child. Two Uglies yeah. Make a Pretty. That's a theory that two ugly parents make will make a beautiful child. So it's kind of like two negatives cancel out. Now you've made me feel really bad about myself because I've got three gorgeous kids. So now I'm like, okay, what, what do I really look like? It doesn't mean that two pretties make an ugly. I didn't say that. I didn't say two pretties make an ugly. I said two uglies make a pretty. <laughs> okay, walking away from that one. Wow. I'm just trying okay, to find. Yeah. I'm just trying to understand the definition. Just I think that that was that you you explained it very well, Jen. Yeah. So you sure. found this one, Joe, right? You so found this. How did, how did you even find this three students so effect? This was on uh, Urban Dictionary, and it was like the top thing. But now all of a sudden, it's gone. I, I can't get there. So yeah. So I just. Oh hey Nick, we can actually see who you are. Just not talking. Can you guys do me a oh, favor? That's okay. Nick, Nick's asked us if we can repeat it. We can repeat it on iTunes next week. Yes. Just for you, Nick. <laughs> you know, while you're painting. um no i I thought it was i thought it stood out to me because of the idea that like right now there's so many people see everything that's happened in 2020 is a negative but really there's a lot of positive things that have come out of it yeah there's like lots of death and people have you know been very ill and i mean the list goes on it's 2020 has been a a roller coaster for sure and but there's so many positive things that, that have come out of 2020 not just societal, but also in in business, right? Like how many people have, have pivoted their businesses, have, you know, maybe not pivoted, but like dive deeper into what they offer so that they can hit that pain point again, even though people are stuck at home or mm-hmm. staying home, mm. um, you know, and, and I just think that there's just a lot of opportunity for, for the Three Stooges effect to be, for us to view it in that way, where it's like all these negative things have happened at the same exact time. And all of a sudden, so many great things can come out of it. Mm. Um, yeah, totally agree. Ahead, and you're right, not just for business. Um, and there are businesses that are doing well. And, you know, that's a good thing. The economy needs business. Do You know, just because people are losing their businesses, like if we all went down that rabbit hole, 
the economy couldn't get going so we do need business to do well and then you've got the exactly like you said joe we've got families that are spending more time together families that are cooking at home that don't normally cook we've got all sorts of amazing things happening so i think it's really um we can use this three stooges effect to look at what is happening well to have more gratitude, I think. Yeah, I think it's a reset. You know, we're kind of burning it down and starting from scratch. It's like when forest, a forest fire happens or a controlled burn. I mean, they do yeah. that because they need new growth and it's actually um, a healthy way to manage a forest. So I feel like we've kind of burned things down and and we need to rebuild them better because there were a lot of systems in place that were just poison, you know, not... Yeah not good so it does you know amidst the destruction and the pain and and sickness um there is a lot of of hope i guess mm, mm, totally we will get we will get a pretty out of the 2020 we're gonna if make not, <laughs> 2020, 2020 and 2021 we will get a pretty i hope mm. uh, lou says it's the three stooges syndrome ah. which ah. Yeah, not effect. yeah syndrome not the effect okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Thanks, Thanks, Lou. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Lou. God, you know. The geeks are not doing well and nerding out. We just we need Lou. <laughs> so, so grind my gears this week. Uh, did anybody else have a grind my gears this week? It's your no, show. It's, it's your, your show. show. Oh, I didn't oh, know if like, you wanted to. Oh, it's all about you. Oh, geez. Okay. So uh, I was listening to the radio and uh, the they were the guy was talking about, he's like, his wife was like, "Hey, do you know what you know? You know what today is? I can't believe today is." And he's like, "I don't. Did I forget somebody's birthday? Did I like? Is it a family member? Like, what is it? Did somebody die? I don't know. No, it was Khloe Kardashian's birthday." And he's like, "Why the f do I care about her birthday? Like, can you believe she's thirty-seven? No, I can't believe because I don't care. It does not affect my life at all." And so his thing that made me think about it and and i was like oh well he, he does have a point there it's like why do some people have that ability to like literally just take their name slap it on the side of anything bam and all of a sudden people are buying it and then other people are like i'm providing a service i'm doing blah 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 i'm doing this i'm doing that okay cool no problem hang on a minute aren't you one of the world's biggest kanye west fans Super Joe Pardo. I, I, I am. And, well, you know, I, well, I hold on. So, but Kanye actually produces music and, and raps and produces shoes that I'm not he the biggest fan of. He produces shoes that have got his name on them. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, uh, he, they, have you seen some of the shoes? No, because very, I'm you, not a Kanye it's not, West fan. It's not, it's not just taking like a, like a $5 flip flop and being like, bam, my name's on it. So now it's a $30 flip flop. They're, they're actually like craft. And I'm not a big fan of the shoes, but they are crafting shoes. They have a guy who, uh, worked at, I watched an interview with him. I think he got fired from like Nike or something. And, uh, Kanye called him up and he, this guy's like, some 50 year old dude and he's like Kanye West wait what what do you what is, why why would I take a call like he wasn't sure what he was going to do and then he found that like hey they actually have a great working relationship of course he didn't say a whole lot during the interview Kanye West was doing most of the talking but he was there he you know he he did the thing hmm. well hmm. i so so the grind you're you're grinding your gears what's grinding your gears i should say is the Kardashians, no, they can put their name on not, everything not and they make money? 
not okay. specifically them, but just people in general that seem to have that a uh, natural ability. Well, you're talking about like, famous people, though, right? Well, some of them are famous. Some of them I mean, aren't so famous. I mean, they, there's businesses that aren't really that famous, but the the brand bears their name. But are, but are they successful? I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Why? Well, I mean, I'm that's always a, that's a, almost always in that state, but <laughs> here I am again. <laughs> no, I, I just I don't know. I don't know. I mean, these, are, can... these are your gears. I just want to make sure that I'm understanding <laughs> what has gotten you all in a kither. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just it's certain people have that knack to be able to just like, oh, I'm doing like I'm making this cup now. Bam. Name on it. Sold. Maybe Lou can help me. Can you help me out with the Midas? Uh, the Midas? Absolutely. Well, I, I mean, uh, I understand with the Kardashians because they're famous. I understand with Kanye. He's very famous. Of course, anything he he puts his name on is going to do well. The Kardashians, if it makes you feel any better, Joe, have had some failures. They've had some clunkers. The oh, Kardashian yeah, card, for example, and that's card with a K because, of course, that was an utter flop. That was a, a prepaid credit card that uh, cost you $100 in fees to activate. <laughs> so, Why would you even <laughs> Well, let's just say it didn't it didn't last very long. No, but I, if you I, did get it, it had the pictures of the Kardashian girls on there. And oh, that's not fun, fun to shop. I don't take. Far fun out. Shop. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could all three try slapping our name on a on something and seeing what happens, but yeah, I, I, I don't think, reckon it'll work for me. I don't think it'll work for me <laughs> I, either. Think I, think, so. I think you need a, a, a bit of fame or notoriety in order for, for that to happen. I, I can't think of an, of an example of somebody that doesn't have that sort of fame that slaps their name on something and is instantly well, maybe successful. Maybe we should have some sort of amazing television show with all three of us and then maybe, I don't know, see <laughs> if it works. Maybe, maybe Lou will come watch. Maybe Brent, like, <laughs> Maybe we'll have two people that yeah. watch our show. Your, your mom like, will watch. Uh, my mom know. will watch. <laughs> I mean, we could get a business <laughs> geek's van and just drive it around. I don't know. <laughs> give out ice cream. Uh, yeah, but the George Foreman grill, Lou, was actually is actually really good. Come on. Like, that's not. Nobody's, nobody hates on the George Foreman grill. Yeah. I mean, he named all of his kids George. Like That's not confusing at all. Well, I mean. <laughs> well, it makes it easy because you don't easy. have to. You know, do you ever call out your kids' names and get the wrong kid? Like I do all the time. <laughs> or I used to anyway. When they were, you know, they'd be fighting and I'd, I'd just reel off all the names. If they're all called George, you always win. It's always good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess I'm not feeling I'm not feeling the passion that I'd like to feel from a grind my gears. I don't feel like it's really grinding your gears enough. I feel like I've seen you matter more annoyed. I have been madder. I have been more annoyed, but it was something that you know I. It just some people just seem to have that luck, right? <laughs> oh, Samantha Riley swimwear. Swimwear could work. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let me just give you the backstory of why that could work. There's an Australian Olympic swimmer called Samantha Riley. Uh, so, okay. is technically it wouldn't it would work, but it wouldn't work for me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, look, the the wrap up. Uh, we, we're supposed to name one of. Uh, it's take my lunch money. And uh, literally, my lunch money is going to a local business called Amigos, which uh, I'm going to show share your, my web here. You want to real require my gears? Here you go. Okay, They've this is where it is. Yeah. <laughs> now we're getting to, have, you been to the have you been to their website? I have yet? been to their website. Yeah. Yeah. This is their website, right? 
this is their website. And they, they said, we are rebuilding our, our site. Yeah, they've been doing that since literally when they opened. Tell us how you really feel, Joe. I, I can feel I, the grind I, my gears coming now. I am actually going to eat the leftovers from the other night tonight, and I'm looking forward to it. But I just so it's annoying that they uh, <laughs> they have yet to get their website together to do like any kind of online ordering or anything of Joe, that. why don't you help them in exchange for free food for life? Yeah, for life. that's exactly oh, what I was man. thinking. I mean, come exactly on, amigo. what I was I, I thinking. Totally, I, I, totally, I totally could. I let's totally tag could. amigos in there. Come on. Yeah. Let's let's uh, help each other out. Come on. <laughs> Work for burritos already. Come on. Uh, but I don't really want to build websites for other people. No, no, but this is. But it's for amigos. This is for amigos. Yeah, right. This is you being an amigo to amigos. Yes. Yeah. And you'll forever be able to bring up their site and talk about them on a future episode and have all of the empanadas you can eat. Their empanadas are really good. I mean, I'm, think I'm if you could fan. just feed your big family, fan. feed your family, like take out that cost. <laughs> yeah, well, family, because uh, Dom won't eat it. Ava won't eat it. So it's mostly me and Melissa. And Melissa won't eat it so many days a week, but I'll eat it every day. Now, you'll Dom. eat it. That, you'll save on lunch. Yes. You'll, you'll save, <laughs> save that on lunch, lunch money. money. So, uh, yeah, right. You can put that money. lunch money right in the bank. <laughs> no, but they, they do a great job. And uh, that's who's taking my lunch money this week. Well, awesome. Well you done, just made amigos. me really hungry and I'm, I'm I'm doing intermittent fasting, so I'm extra hungry. Oh no. <laughs> How's the diet working out for you, Jen? Well, I'm not gonna call it diet because it has the word die in it, I realized, and that's kind of grim. Um I am uh, I've just I gravitate kind of naturally to fasting, so I'm just doing it a little more I'm paying attention to it more. So I'm doing um the eighteen six intermittent fasting, which um I really like. Oh, I they- don't it's much for easier for hours, eat. eat for six hours. Yeah, you have like a six-hour eating window, um, and there's some uh, biology that happens with your body in terms of burning fat and you know stabilizing your blood sugar, energy. You know, you have more energy. And for me, my problem is if I start eating, I keep eating. But mm-hmm. if I if I but I have no problem like just not eating. Like for I can fast pretty easily, but it's just if I start eating, I don't have a lot of control after the first bite. So knowing that about myself, this just works for me, I think. I look forward to hearing in a month what's going on because I've never I, done intermittent fasting. Yeah. I, I've done that uh, unintentionally. <laughs> unintentional. Yeah. <laughs> like getting busy and forgetting to eat. Well, yeah. yeah like if you look, if you, you skip breakfast. I skip breakfast most of the time. We talk, we talk about this, the routine, right? Mm-hmm. I skip breakfast most of the time. So by the time I'm eating, it's like 11, 30, 12 o'clock because I'm very hungry. Eat my lunch. And then within six hours, I'm eating dinner and then I'm going to sleep and I'm not eating breakfast. So like I do that a lot of times without even trying. Um, So you just have to like when you're in your fasting period, you you basically just have water or black coffee or tea, like no sweetener. So in order for it to be clean. So I stopped drinking my calories. So I'm only having black coffee or water. That's been that's been okay. The morning is fine. I'm used to having like a glass of wine with dinners. So I do miss that, but we'll see. We'll so, see. So, so I don't know about. Then. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is great work. I, so for me, like during this uh, pandemic, I've actually lost 25 pounds without even trying. Oh, my God. I can't, I'm, I, I'm so sick of guys telling me this. I I'm am, so sick of it. Don't ever say that. Don't ever say that. Oh God, like you're in a different country, Joy. Otherwise, I would keep you in the country right now. This could be my grind. My, this could be my grind my gears. Like, right right there. Come take a boat and come join me. It's okay. <laughs> take a boat. Yeah. See you in three months. <laughs> well, you know, actually, that- yes, because it's, oh, it's, this is a thing. I think it's on Friday. It's actually waffle day. And Joe's wife, Melissa, makes the best waffles. And Ooh. so I saw that and I was like, oh, I wish we were going to their house on Friday. <laughs> she, yeah. she really she really does. And, yes, I, I wish you were coming here on Friday because it's warm and it's nice and uh-huh. it would be great to have you here. I mean, aside from, like, everything going on, um, you know, it's okay. Yeah, so uh, – I'm sorry that I had to break that news to anybody, but, you know, it's not for um, trying, just, you know, a lack of going out to eat for the most part every single day, five days a week, and pretty much has probably done that, and doing all the work in the studio has probably done it for me, so. Well, I think it's great, Joe. I still want to lose like another 25 pounds and, and then I'll probably be like mostly happy with it. But yeah. with like all the swimming I'm getting in, it's been, it's, you know, it's, yeah, that's it's great exercise. Good oh, work. Yeah. I'm Good happy job. for you, Joe. Yeah, I'm I happy am. For you. Come on, Jen, get on my level. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Oh my God. It's like my body thinks I'm hibernating or something. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you, Jen. <laughs> it's like we need the winter fat. All I know is if spandex had not been invented, I would be in trouble. Thank yeah. God for stretchy, stretchy pants. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Yeah, well. no. Well, it's been a fun time with both of you and with uh, Brent and uh, Lou and Nick and Lorraine and anybody else that's been watching throughout this last 40 some minutes or even the person that's listening right now in their headphones while they're in the shower. Uh, wait, in the headphones, uh, while you're listening on the speaker while you're in the shower or <laughs> headphones while you're mowing the lawn, which I actually have to go do at some point, probably tomorrow. Anyway. Uh, I, this episode has been so much fun. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with the business geek in your life. Send us your questions and suggestions, uh, to questions at businessgeekspodcast.com. Catch us next Monday at 5 p.m. We haven't even discussed this. Just 5 say, p.m. Just yeah, say 5 p.m. Eastern time. 5, five, again. five and then Eastern. Five for 10. 5 p.m. Eastern Standard. Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, or Tuesday at 7 a.m. Australian Eastern Time. Assuming Sam can wake up early enough to make that happen. Uh, I have a morning routine. <laughs> all right. Ding, ding. Let's go. Uh. And yeah, I hope all of you and your family stay safe uh, over the next week. And we'll see you next next Monday or Tuesday. Ciao, ciao. Take care, everybody.